1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. T-Mobile.com.
2: Be Mitchell Finley, 106.7 The Fan. Vodka Red Bull Friday, powered by Scotty's Handcrafted Vodka. Scotty's Vodka is Maryland-made, amazingly smooth, and loved throughout the DMV. Be Mitchell Finley is also presented by John Leahy and the Fine Living Group. Let the MVP of DMV Real Estate sell your home for more. Visit sellzmv.com. And let's go back to the BetQL guest line. As sports betting has come to Maryland, don't place that first bet without checking with BetQL. BetQL analyzes every game to find out, find you the most profitable betting opportunities. Get three free days of BetQL access by downloading the BetQL app or visiting betql.com. But well, join us now on the BetQL guest line is my buddy, Leslie Shepard, played with Watched from 94 to 98, paying for some other teams, but we're not worried about those other teams right now. What's up, Shep? How you doing, man?
3: I'm good, brother. What's happening?
2: I am absolutely chilling, brother. So we are going to be doing a call segment later on and look at the best moments from 2022 and then the turning point of the season. If you had to give me an answer to that best moment thing, what would be the best moment you saw in 2022?
3: Uh, The best moment for me has got to be the Eagles win. I mean, you know, yeah. as a team, I, nobody gave us a chance. You know what I mean? You give us some bragging rights. You know, that's a division rival team. So I, I, got, I got to say the Eagles, the Eagles game, man. You know what I mean? There's some, it's some plays here and there that was good. But, I, you know, overall, to me, that's, that's, the, that's the biggest moment.
2: The turning point of the season. I have, like, two of them. And one turned in a positive manner and the other one turned in a negative manner. And I don't know if, if people are going to really look at these, but it's going to be some others. What's yours?
3: Oh man, the turning point for me, obviously, is when Heineke got on the road. You know what I mean? When they start running off those wins, I mean, I can't pinpoint a specific play, right? But just the fact that they was winning games and the defense started to jail uh, and they start playing together as a unit—that's um, that, the turning point for me. I just think you know we just got to be more consistent, you know. Uh, but we can we 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 obviously have one of the best defenses in the league, and once they kind of jailed and meshed, I think that was a turning point for us.
2: Yeah. Uh, I look at that same thing. I look at right around the time that was at at uh, what was it the uh, Chicago game, and right. uh, Carson breaks his finger, and then also Taylor comes in, and it looked it like every yeah, it seemed like everybody was on the same point. But then the last three weeks has been like when we tied against the Giants. That that to me went into a negative math. Like that tie, kind of made even fans start to say, "What the hell? I thought the Giants weren't, weren't very good." And then we tied them, and then we come back and we lose to them. And then we roll out the 49. So it looks like things are totally different right now for me. Where my New Year's resolution, and I'm going to ask people that later, is that this team learns to start fast. I don't care if it's mini camp, I don't care if it's training camp, I don't care if it's the season, but in end games, I need to see them to start fast because we have this mindset that, oh, yeah, Ron's team plays better when it gets late in the season. Every team plays better. Because what happens normally late in the season is you start to get better, you gel together, you get more chemistry, and things work out better for you. But if you start off slow, you got to be damn near perfect down the stretch to catch up with the teams that have been playing well already.
3: Yeah, I think our issue down the stretch, man, these last four games, I, I, I honestly believe is coaching. You know what I mean? We're not making adjustments. People have adjusted to us, right? They know what we do well. Mm-hmm. right? They know we have a good defensive unit. Uh, offensively, they know we're stagnant. You know, we can run the ball okay. You know, passing is not our forte. So we as an offensive unit, we're not making adjustments as a staff. We're not making adjustments as a staff on defense. Uh, we didn't make any adjustments in the Niners game last week. Uh, uh, Scott Turner is still doing the same thing in the red zone. He he, he scripts his plays. Obviously, people know how uh, he, he calls his plays. And he don't make any adjustments based on the flow of the game. And I think he has to get off of that script, and he got to play. He got to call plays based on how the team is playing. If the running game is running, well, we got to continue to run the ball. Uh, If the defensive backs are are struggling, they're on their heels. And and, and T-Mac, uh, I mean, all three of the receivers had touchdowns last week, right? Mm -hmm. And if you ask any Commanders fans – they didn't see the game. They threw the three of our receivers scored touchdowns, and then we still didn't win the game. They would have been like, man, that's impossible. So, <laughs> yeah. I think it boils down to coaching. It boils down to adjustments. How are you going to adjust to what they adjust to, right? They're taking away what you do well, so you have to counter that. And it boils down to that. Now, you know, just, I think it was a knee-jerk decision to take Heineke out, but that's just my opinion. Um, I, I think that it's not about the quarterback. It's about the, the offensive play calling, and it's about, you know, the personnel you have on the field. you got to put your guys in position to be successful, and I don't think they're doing that. Uh, they're not showcasing the guys they need to showcase, and they acting like they have a solid team. I heard y'all talking about the Hogs and a new name and all that, but we mm-hmm. don't have the Hogs right <laughs> now, right? I, I, you know, I don't know what a small pig is called, but, piglet. you know, they ain't Hogs. <laughs> a piglet. Right, so we got some piglets. Right. You know, I'm not a pork eater, but, you know, uh, we, right now we don't have the hogs up there. So we have to adapt to what we have on the field. It's the end of the season and we still have a shot to make the playoffs. Uh, it's not the quarterback. You know, it's amazing with these fans uh, in Washington, how different they are based on wins and losses. Now, all of a sudden we lose a few games and now everything is terrible. You know what I mean? We were trying to tell these guys that from the beginning, that we still need to fix some things even when they want. True. Um and, and 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 it's the same old thing, man. It's like, you know, uh, beating the drum. You know, it's the same old thing each week.
2: Well, I think when you look at uh, Taylor Heineke, as I watched him throughout the season, when they went to a like a, a tempo offense, he was mm-hmm. much more effective. And like, right. people always talk about the two-minute offense. What people don't understand, two-minute offense is simply this. You get a defense stuck with a certain grouping on the field. And right. when you are, are, are trying to stop somebody, when you're being reactive and they're being proactive, they don't get as tired as you do. You know what I'm saying? And right. you, you, you call in plays at the line. They can't get a breather. They they can't really uh look to the sideline. the coach give them everything. So you keep them off balance. And that normally works for most people. But yeah, he's you, you, he's successful at it, but ahead. we 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 don't do it enough with him. I think that could have helped him out or just get him outside of the damn tackles. Because when he's sitting in the pocket, it's not he don't he doesn't have great vision because he's so short.
3: You don't have a great vision, but the reality is this: man, Heineke and Wentz—it's not too much difference, right? The mm-hmm. percentage—they—they they, uh, completion percentage is about the same, 62, 63. I think sixty-two for Heineke, sixty-three for Carson Wentz. But he hasn't played as much, right? The interception ratio is, is twelve touchdowns to six with Heineke and eleven with Wentz and six with uh, uh in uh interceptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the win is and the winning is, is the biggest thing, right? Heineke yeah. is five and three, and Carson Wentz is two and four. So they they're pretty much the same. We're not going to talk about their QBR. It's awful. It's at the bottom. Let me just 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 say that for mm-hmm. both of them. Yeah. But they're trying to call plays based on who they have in the game. Now, me personally, I believe Carson Wentz is in there basically because of what they paid him. That's just the bottom line. I don't have anything to do with the line or have anything to do with us trying to be a more productive offensive unit. Carson Wentz came in at the end of the Niners game and he looked real efficient at the end of the game. But if you're the backup quarterback and you're sitting on the sideline and you're hearing every thing that they're saying about Heineke, what he needs to do, uh, what is he doing wrong. Once you get in the game, you're taking advantage of that, right? He yep. stopped on to the check down. He was getting the ball to Logan Thomas. He was getting the ball out of his hands faster. Even when the pocket collapsed one time, he did a little Patrick Mahomes flip pass. So he, he looked productive. So I think I think that's like smoke and mirrors to the fans. But he has to do that for a whole four quarters, and we're going to see what happens uh, uh, against uh, the Browns. And, and They're not as good as the Niners, but still, Carson Wentz has to be productive. He has to be smart with the football. He can't sit in the pocket and get the ball stripped out of his hands. Uh, and he has to use his legs. You know, what I mean, he's a bigger, more athletic guy than Heineke, in my opinion. And he got to use that to his advantage.
2: I think when you look at this game, though, and I think one thing works to Washington's advantage, and I hope they take full advantage of it. Uh, the the Cleveland Browns give up like a hundred, I think, forty yards or something like that a game. When it comes down right. to giving up or rushing the ball, Washington runs the football very effectively. You know, right. uh, I, I think if they're not trying to run, and what people got to understand, when we say run the football and stick with the run, we don't mean run the ball 75 times in the game.
3: Exactly. We're
2: saying if there's a situation, if you're effectively getting three to five yards of carry, you get to a second and two, and, and they can't stop your run, it's unnecessary to do a double reverse. It's unnecessary to try to do some <laughs> trick play and throw the ball way down the field. <laughs> run the ball, take time off the clock, and, and then when you get inside the five-yard line, let's not run three to four straight uh, uh, balls, run the ball in the shotgun formation. How about change some stuff up? We watched last week with, with uh, Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan, I don't like him as a person. I think he's a great coach, though. You know what I'm saying? Right. That dude had so much motion going on. I watch our linebacker stand there like two seconds before they move. But they didn't know what the hell was going on. And that's all you want to do. You want the, ha- the linebacker to have to stay, give you a crease, get the first down, get in the end zone. We don't do that. We line up and try to run the ball when they're waiting for it.
3: He takes advantage of matchups, man. Now, again, it falls on coaching, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kittles didn't have, you know, he wasn't having a great season. The last couple of weeks he's been, you know, having great games. And he just exploded against us. But he understood the linebackers. He understood the safety was missing. He understood we had some guys beat up in the secondary. And that's my point about Scott Turner. He has to adapt to the team he's playing. He he, can, he, can, he has to deviate from his script sometimes and call plays based on the personnel. He has to get some feedback from his receivers. He has to get some feedback from the quarterback and stop trying to dictate everything. Let them tell you, listen, Coach, we can continue to run the ball over the left side. Or, Coach, listen, I can beat this guy on a drag route or a nine route. Right? Uh, Carlson Wins can tell him, listen, man, you know, the sprint out, the rollouts is better. Let's move the pocket a little bit. You know, the the pressure's coming from my weak side. So he has to deviate from his script and allow his players to help him uh, be be productive as play calling. Because you can see, he gets into the red zone and he just, you know, out of the blue. That's why people watch the game and say, man, why did he run that double reverse or why did he run that, (laughs) you know, that speed sweep? That's because he scripted that stuff. You know what I mean? He figured, like, okay, I watched them guys on film for the last few weeks, and this is what I think is going to be productive. But you get in the game and a lot of times the things that you see on film, they adjust to that. They know Mm -hmm. you're watching them on defense, right? They know what the team they're going to play the next week is doing. They're watching us on defense. So listen, this is what we're going to do, right? In third and short, we didn't blitz last week. So this week we're going to blitz, and now we're going to just keep them off balance and see how they adjust. And we're not making adjustments. And that's the biggest issue right now. People talking about we need to go get and we need to do this and need to do that. (laughs) Listen, man. Whatever you do, don't go get car. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's if, all I'm saying. If they've been and they can't get it done with him. him. Why it's bring him here? Period. They have to make adjustments during the course of the game and give themselves a chance to win. Because if you look at the game, man, it wasn't a bad game. Defense didn't play that bad, right? Yep. You know, anytime, we, anytime we, uh, we can hold a team under 24 points, we can win the game. We own four them when they score more than 24 points. So defensively, they gave up those big plays. You know, they gave up the reverse to uh, uh, Ray Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they gave us two big plays to Kittles. But other than that, man, I thought the defense played solid, right? And, again, it's a team sport. It's not, you know, a defensive game. It's a team sport. So, offensively, we have to be more productive and we have to help the defense out a little bit, man. And a lot of times <laughs> we turned the ball yeah. over.
2: We turned the ball over in the red zone and, and the defense goes out and they held them to field goals. So, they did a great job at times. The defense wasn't well. They were scoring 50 points.
3: Okay, so if we get the red zone and we go empty, right? And and Heineke get blitzed and fumble the ball. Whose fault is that? Is that the Lions' fault, the quarterback's fault, or the man who called the play? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> the man who called
2: the you play who understand that they right, can't you block put and your, then you're in a
3: position where they can't be successful, and that's his fault. You got to understand that, man. I mean, you know, football is not that difficult. You got a beast back there, running back, hand him the ball, right? Get the ball downhill and get some get some points, and they just not doing that, man. I get they get to just like uh Metcalf said earlier they're getting too cute, right? You know, they're trying to do too many fancy plays and things of that nature. Stop trying to be your dad and be your own, you know, have your own identity. I know you got to turn a name, but be yourself. You know what I mean? you got a, you got to coach based on your personnel, and right now he's not doing that. I mean, come on, the Niners are still winning, and they're they on their third quarterback. I mean, yep. come on. Who was Curly? Nobody knew who this was. Is it Curly or Gurley? I don't even uh, know what Purdy. his name is. Purdy. Purdy. Yeah, I'm, that's my. You know what I mean. So <laughs> nobody even knew who this guy was, and they still productive.
2: That He's Mr. So, irrelevant. Um, he was the last last player drafted.
3: Exactly. So we, Ron <laughs> Rivera, Scott Turner, they have to get themselves together. They have to get on the same page. I think Ron wants Scott to run the ball more, and Scott thinks he, you know, he knows offense better than anybody. So. What they have to do is be more productive, put their guys in a position to, to win. And this is a winnable game. But let me just say this, too, B. Mitch. Huh? The Cleveland Browns have a good defense, too. I mean, they're not the Niners, but Gurley and Clowney and Denzel Ward, and these guys are legit players. The, you know what I mean? They don't have – they ain't just no cupcake. This ain't no easy win. This yeah. not no easy out. Well, Garrett's you know I mean?
2: sitting there with 13-and-a-half sacks, and I think exactly. that's one of my – major. I, I, I threw out some Go of ahead. the top, uh, top matchups, and I think Miles Garrett – Against the D-line, I mean, the, the, Miles Garrett Jay, and Oleno, right there. That's going to be an issue. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah that's, yeah, that's going to be a problem. So, we're going to need Logan to help. We're going to need a back to stay in and help. Again, and, you know, I, hopefully we can win a you know, time of possession battle as well, too, because Cleveland can get to running that ball downhill. And, you know, Chubb, is to me, is one of the best backs in the league, period. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I think this kid, he gets better as the game goes on. And and how do you deflate a team that doesn't have anything to play for? I heard you guys talk about incentive packages, and things these guys are playing for, jobs and things of that nature. But if you run the ball down somebody's mouth and bust them in the mouth, you're going to deflate them. They're going to be ready to go ahead and pack it in. You know what I mean? Especially they at home. You know, this is a home game. Hopefully it won't be, you know, it'll be more than uh, 1,000 people in the stands uh, <laughs> this week, you know, so they can have a little bit of a home field advantage. But they have to control. The, the, the time of possession, they they have to eliminate the turnovers, and, 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 and just don't expect Carson Wentz to make this team m- much better than it's been. You know what I mean? The, you know, it, you are who you are, right? And we just got to make sure we don't shoot ourselves in the foot.
2: Yeah, I look at uh, Gurley right now. I mean, uh, Chubb, 276 attempts, 1,344 yards. He's averaging right at five yards a carry, 12 touchdowns. That's 90 yards a game he's basically getting. And then he also catches the ball at the backfield. He uh, has uh, 21 receptions for 182 yards. But that guy can run the football effectively. And I feel when you get in a game like this, you have everything to play for. Absolutely. All it takes is one mistake, and that other team gets some life. And then they realize, you know what, we can win this football game. And I think when we talk about it, Chef, they're six and 6-9. Right. We're 7-7-1. Seven, seven and one. And when you hear us talk, we talk as if we have seven, eight more wins than they do. We have one more win than they do.
3: Exactly. And let me just say this, too. Man, man. the quarterback, he's legit. He got good feet. right? He got a strong arm. you know what I mean? Washington is a legit player. Now, he hasn't played in a while, but we can't take him for granted and say, oh, no, he ain't the same quarterback he was," <laughs> Because he can kill us with his legs and he's standing as a an And if, arm. And in case people forgot, when we used to be called the Washington Redskins, it was a guy called uh, Amari Cooper that played for the Cowboys that used to, you know, give us the business. So we, yep. they still have legitimate players over there. And Juku, he's a legit tight end. They got uh, Donovan Peoples. So they got they got guys that can play and make plays just like we do. So we have to make him uncomfortable. We have to keep him in the pocket. We can't allow him to get out the pocket and extend plays and things of that nature. And I think we have a chance to win the game. I mean, you know, uh, I I don't know if the you know people are going to be high because Carson Wentz is playing or people are going to be down before if Carson Wentz play. But I know him coming in in the fourth quarter uh, is is one thing, but him starting the game and playing a whole four quarters would be totally different. So uh, hopefully, you know, he don't have no finger issues. That was his excuse initially. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully he can come out and be productive and move the ball and get the ball to the guys that he need to get the ball to.
2: We're talking to Leslie Shepard on the backyard guest line, my former teammate here in Washington. And Shep, are we going to get some New Year's resolutions. And if you had to give a New Year's resolution for the commanders, what would that New Year's resolution be?
3: Wow, to make the playoffs, man. How about that?
2: <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, you know, look, 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 like I said at the beginning of the season, not just make it, let's win a game in the playoffs.
3: Yeah, this, yeah I mean, okay, let's I'm asking that. for everything. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. You know, let's, let's play a complete game, man. How about that, man? How yeah. about, you know, how about we get more than uh, six yards on a punt return or kick return? How about that? You know what I mean? How about we get some productivity from all three units? How about that? You yeah. know what I mean? So uh, how about the coaches uh, do something to say, man, that was a smart decision. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. He went for it right there. I mean, come on, man. We gotta just, we just overall, we gotta be a better unit, you know, because we just we haven't been productive all, in all three phases, and that's, in, that's including the coaches as well. So uh, that's my resolution, man, to watch a good football game. How about that? I right, brother and not be stressed <laughs> out. <man.
2: laughs> yeah. Like I told him. I, I think one game is just like, can y'all like put people away? Because I'm yeah, sick of yeah, these games going that? down to the last second. I want to see how you how put that? somebody away. So. At the end of the game, when I start my T V show, I don't want to have stress on my face. I wanna just be smiling. I wanna be cheesing. You
3: know? Yeah, how about yeah, right. It was something positive, right? And you tell Jeff, I said I enjoyed the title of his song. <laughs> but the dogs in my neighborhood start barking when he was singing a hook. <laughs>
2: We're gonna get it. I'll let him know. He went to go pick up some abacha, uh, but when he get back, I'm gonna tell him when he get back I'm gonna just go. Ooh! <laughs> Uh, I told him, I say Jeff, whoever's singing the hook, let them sing it. and you stop singing the hook. Oh,
3: my <laughs> goodness. Stick to <a> production,
2: brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dog. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. I'll talk to you later.
3: Okay, man. My bad. All
2: right. Leslie Shepard joined us here on the Beck UL guest line. This is B. Mitchell Finley. We're going to take us a quick break. When we get back, we open up the phone lines 800-636-1067. New Year's resolutions for the commanders, and you can throw yours in there, too. You, you want to be a better fan? You want to be a better person at home for your wife, your kids, whatever? And what do you want the team to do better? Did you mention Philly 106.7 Fan. 800 636 spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh
0: your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.
4: Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast.
2: 106. B Mr. Philly, 106.7 a fan. I'm just going to say, I know New Year's Eve is coming up tomorrow. People are having a lot of parties, but I think people are already starting to drink. Because Jeff just went over to Bonchon, huh, and somebody thought he was me. Jeff is not good looking. I mean, I mean, and I do not weigh 270. so We do not
5: physically look alike in no way except for being light-skinned with bald, bald heads. heads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I'm way cuter than you. I don't know about that one, but... I think so. I love your confidence, bro. I, I, I think it the same way about myself.
2: <laughs> All right, man, well... We are now opening up these phone lines, 800-636-1067. Remember, at 1 o'clock, you get to ask B. Mitch anything. That's ask me anything. One thirty, Jupu Finbu, J.P. Finley, told us he's going to call in and give us his New Year's resolutions on the team and himself. He said, I'm going to call around one thirty ish which means we might not talk to our friend. We just want to get a, have a conversation with him for the last show of the damn season of the year. You know, we'll be back together Monday, but damn, man, we want to close our 2022 together. So if he calls us at 1.30ish, we'll get his uh, his uh, take on his uh, New Year's resolution, uh, and he'll tell us what he uh, what he thinks. <laughs> that, was a good, that was a good JP. That was a good JP. All right, let's go. Let's get to these phone lines, 800-636-1067. We want to get your New Year's resolution for the commanders and possibly yourself as well. Let's go to Tony and Lord. What's up, Tony? How you doing, man? Hey, how you doing? Enjoying your show. First time caller. Appreciate you, man. I just wanted
1: to say, I uh, really appreciate what Leslie Shepard uh, had to say. And uh, if I were you, I'd be careful about uh, hanging on to your job. He was really good. <laughs> hey, man, that's
2: my dude. Uh, believe me. Uh, he I know he knows football. That's why I reach out to him. And he does a great job of the de- uh, de- delivering the stuff. I watched him coach at Grim Park. They went to the state championship. He was calling all the plays. They won it. So I've seen him take Norv's offense. With some high school kids, and they ran it to perfection. And he, he can—I'm like, looking at Scott with all these professionals, and he doesn't seem to run it as fluid as he did with high schoolers. So I bring him in. But you know what? Hey, I, if I'm wally pipped, I'm wally pipped. <laughs> 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 Appreciate your call, Tony. Hey, uh, yeah, my, my uh,
1: New Year's resolution is for uh, uh, the commanders to go back to professional people, like when they had Bobby Besser as the GM.
6: And Joe Gibbs is the coach, and have him start teaching these guys the exact things they're
2: supposed to do. All right, I appreciate it. I I understand that totally, man. Thanks for your call. Because like he, what he's saying is, a lot of times, you know, we we we've seen a lot of BS going on with the, around this team. A lot of noise has been going on around this team when it has nothing to do with winning football games. And I think that's what he mean by professor. Professionals seem to have a one-track mind. They focus on what needs to be done. That's win the game, go out there, coach you guys up, and make sure it happens. But we are always involved with other stuff. That's another New Year's resolution. I said I want them to start fast in everything that they do. I also want them to quiet the noise. If it doesn't have anything to do with winning games, then we don't need to be discussing it or having it around us. Let's go to Lou in D.C. What's up, Lou? How you doing, brother?
6: Hey, what's up, uh, B-Man? It's Lap.
2: Lap, how you doing, man? Oh, man, I, hey, up, man? I got Lap. My, my fault. I, I'm looking hey, at the man, wrong man. little <laughs> thing. It's way over there.
6: <laughs> nah, it's cool. Uh, happy holidays to you, and happy New Year to you and your family. Right. Hey, man, um, we we just got to
3: uh, know our personnel, man. And if Ron is not going to be the coach or the, the, the staff that we need to know our personnel, man, because we too talented of a team, man, to be – trying to back our way into the playoffs, Uh, whether it's addressing the quarterback or, you know, getting a better coach, a younger coach that can maybe can relate to these young guys. I don't know, man. But um, I said if Ron don't make the playoffs, man, I'm done with him. I don't want to see him no more. So uh, let's get this win, man, and and keep it going, man, and get to the playoffs and see what happens, man. Um,
2: And that's what I want to see. All right. All right, Lab. Appreciate uh, you, bro. Thanks, man. And I think think one thing about buy is like, I would say this, and I know you say you don't want to get a younger coach. Your age doesn't make a difference. It's your mindset. Andy Reid is one of the oldest coaches out there. But (laughs) you look at his offense, you think it's a kid in the backyard drawing up plays. Andy Reid and his crew, they get it done. I sat that with him. I've had conversations with Coach Gibbs. Coach Gibbs is in his 80s right now and has a, a, a sharp football mind. Uh, Pete Carroll, people can adjust. It's just sometimes guys want to be so different than everybody else that they stop doing what's important. Important in football is to, yeah, show guidance, but expect certain things. You you can show guidance and listen. You don't have to, Being a leader is not just always dictating or do it my way or the highway type thing. Being a great leader is a great listener. Because when you listen to what's happening around you, you know how to adjust and figure things out. I applaud Joe. I applauded Andy because I watched those guys partner with guys on the team. They basically sat back and watched the guys on the team that had influence, and they made a little group with them and let them help them run the football team. As a young man in my second, third year, he would ask me questions because he saw how people would – you know, cater towards me and come towards me. So you figure, well, this guy was a quarterback all this time. I may as well use him too. I saw Andy do the same thing. North sometimes was hesitant of that. You know, I remember I made some comments. He called me in the office and then I said, hold on, dude. This is as much my team as it is yours. I'm here to win games. I'm not here to – we had a guy, I forgot, was what, uh, uh, Jeremy J- Jamie Asher was a tight end. Jamie Asher nice, nice guy. But he had no talent close to what the what was the tight end that was with – you had Michael and all them uh, – what was that? Novacek. Was it Novacek? In Dallas at the time. I think it was Novacek. And I don't think Jamie had that talent. But Noah was trying to make Jamie that guy. We had Terry Allen and Michael Westbrook and Leslie Shepard, all these guys on the team, and we were force-feeding him. And I can remember it was me and Rennie Knott sitting there at uh, the Grand Slam I mean, the grand slam down in D.C. and Hyatt. And they say we wasn't going to do the show. So Randy and I started smoking some cigars and had two drinks. I'm always free with what I believe in. Then we go on the show. We got 10 minutes, 15 minutes to do a show. And he asked me what the problem was. I said, well, you know, we we have a talented staff, but we're trying to force feed one guy who's not that talented. How do you expect to win when you're not utilizing your best players? The defensive coach, I won't say his name, because he couldn't even have his house cold controlled. He's like, well, you should cut him, Nor. I'm like, you can't much control your damn house. You can't control your defense. How you going to tell somebody to cut me? I say, as much as I keep, I cook your damn defense in practice, you need to try to figure out how to stop some of these damn teams." So he's like, well, let us correct the players and say stuff. I said, okay, I'll give you two weeks. Because why would I be quiet? I've been here. You came here. And – Players will respond to their teammates quicker than they would coaches sometimes. So I gave him two weeks, I went to him. I said those two weeks are up. You what you mean? You I'm watching guys make mistakes and you're not correcting them. I'm gonna start correcting them again. You know, Michael Westbrook was one of those guys. You can't fuss at Jamie, I mean uh James Trash because Michael messed up. My James didn't mess up. So it's those little things, those little games that coaches play sometimes that messes up teams. We can sit here and watch certain things. Certain guys get publicly talked about. Other guys, they don't say a word. You can't be that. Treat everybody the same. I understand that they're not, but treat them the same publicly. And that's how you keep your team the whole time. Let's go to uh, Lou. Lou, what's happening? What's your New Year's resolution, man?
6: What's up, B-Match? How you doing, my
2: man? I'm good. I see you're not working in that damn factory you used to work in before.
6: Nah, not anymore, man. I had to give up. I had to... Yeah, we couldn't come to a term. You know, my contract was in. You know, I was looking for. You was acting
2: for the big bucks, I see.
6: Just a little bit, man. But you know, <laughs> it is what it is, man. Hey, man, I want to wish you guys over there happy New Year, and um, and my New Year resolution is uh, you and Doc to be in the in the front office in that organization with a new ownership and a new coach and um, new staff because. Um, yeah I, I, I would like Sean Payton I, I feel like he could get the best out of some of these players that we got man we got a hell of a talent we just not you know Ron you know nice guy but he just you know he's just not getting it done man you just can't let two games slip away and now you gotta depend on this game and another game so his time is up man I mean you know the culture and all that but, you know it is what it is I mean he tried but you know, when you have an owner that don't give a crap about anything that's going on with with his uh, uh, organization, that's what you get. So that's that's what I want, man. I just I wish you know whoever comes in and own this team, man, they have to understand and have a mentality of how to own a business and hire the right people. And you and Doc, I mean, we could be a contender within the next five years, man. I could picture that in my mind. You and Doc, oh, man, I'm, that's all I want to say, man. Like, like I said, man, happy new year. Uh, and um, and that's that, B-Mitch, man. That's my, my new I year mean. resolution, man. Appreciate, appreciate you,
2: man. You. I I, I yeah. appreciate the, the uh, faith in me. The only thing I see about loving uh, about being in the front office is those checks that they get. <laughs> I don't know if I have I, – I think I have the dedication, but – Dad, that's a lot of football, bro. That's like a 17, 18 hours, sometimes more than that a day. Landfill, New Year's resolution for the commanders and possibly yourself. Uh-huh, see, you didn't know I was going to come to you. Hey, man, go eat. Uh, For me personally, sleep earlier. <laughs>
5: Lord, I'm <Yeah>. <laughs> I got to sleep earlier. Uh, For the commanders... Just get rid of the ball quicker so your quarterback stops taking atrocious sacks.
2: Yeah. Just the worst sacks. All right. Jeff, come on, you can answer this. I you to i ask a question. You run out the room. What the hell?
5: Well, my New Year's resolution, Well, I don't make resolutions. I make life changes.
2: Well, <laughs> before you go, Shep told me to tell you that the song was cool. He liked the title of the song, but when you started singing, he heard the dogs in the neighborhood start to go, <laughs> <laughs> alright Chef. appreciate the
5: compliment <laughs> but nah so uh, my New Year's resolution I just want to uh, get my health better overall I really want to look like Aaron Donald Aaron Donald is 289 you got to stop saying that I'm talking about how I cut up here I'm going to be that. I'm going to I, get there one day at 220 well not at 220 I think 220 I will have a big head like I think i'll have like a huge head and a small body <laughs> at 220. but maybe like a healthy like a healthy 250 all cut up yeah that's what i think i should be by this time next year uh new year's resolution for the commanders okay so i got a lot first we'll have a lot better, of time though i need better customer service at at fedex um Ooh. i'm gonna hurry up before landfill curses me out um for break uh two Man, just just get us a quarterback. Get us a quarterback. And three, just make some smart moves this year. And four, Dan, sell the team, bruh. It'll be better for all three sides, you, the fans, and the
2: organization. All right, man. That's, that's some strong stuff right there. And before we go, Orsman, uh, Orsman has been serving his uh, customers in this area for over 100 years. They're conveniently located all around Northern Virginia, and they sell all types of domestic cars and import vehicles. You can get Toyotas, Kias, Fords, Lincolns, Jeeps, Dodgers, Ram trucks, Chryslers, Chevys, and also Buicks and GMCs. JP and I have been shopping with them for a long time. I think JB said yesterday he got like three to four cars from them. I am in the neighborhood with my family, uh, with my daughters, my son-in-law and all of them. We've done about seven, eight cars from Orsman right there with the, uh, the Kia place in our Chantilly. I think you go over to Billy and Chantilly. He's going to take care of you. Listen, Ors- Orsman offer you incredible deals, great selections, fantastic finances, and exceptional service. And they are all backed by the exclusive Orsman Lifetime Edge. They give you up to $1,500 in bonus extras, including complimentary car washes with every scheduled maintenance, loaner costs with every major maintenance, and the Orsman Lifetime Engine Guarantee. You can bring in any car to Orsman Virginia stores, and they will buy it, regardless of the make or the model or the year. And they will pay you up to 125% of the Kelly Blue Book value for your pre-owned vehicle. I tell everybody, go to my friend over there in Chantilly, at Chantilly, or uh, Orson Chantilly Kia. That's Billy. You go to Billy, say, Billy, B mid-century, and I guarantee you, you're not going to be uh, let down. He's going to take care of you just like he does me, does my family, and anybody that's sitting over there. And as they like to say like in
1: uh, Virginia stores, All right, together.
2: And taking on the Cleveland Browns coming up this weekend. I just saw a report pop up. <clears throat> Antonio Gibson has been ruled out. And Cam Curl is questionable for this game coming up this weekend. That Cam Curl needs to play. When Cam Curl's not on the field, the defense just doesn't play the same. Gibson being out now, you got more pressure on Robinson. He did go full in uh, the game, but, I mean, in practice, but he also has a thigh, a little, little uh, problem with his thigh. Don't want anything to happen to him. Jonathan Williams, will, I'm sure, would be moved up to play some. They got him some uh, play last week. But Gibson is out. Cam Curl is questionable. St. Juice came into the game last week, and I think he, I don't know if he played practice full or not this week, but also as I look at him having a – Ankle sprain as a cornerback, that's not something that's very, very uh, good sometimes because I think people will test him. Let me get a lot of little tidbits around here. And I just wanted to throw this out. When I talked to Lanfield earlier, he asked me, what happened nine years ago today? And I couldn't get it when he told me Mike Shanahan was fired from here. Then he asked me, what happened 14 years ago today? And I don't know. I'm thinking of something else. Mike Shanahan got fired in Denver. (laughs) (laughs) so I'm like hold on now he was fired from two places on the exact same day he said yeah I'm like man that's some pettiness right there wasn't it (laughs) somebody did some research and realized the man was let go oh I'm going to let you go again I'm going to make sure this is going to be a day that's going to last with you for the rest of your life and uh, so Mike Shanahan was fired on this day nine years ago which is 2014 and also 14 years ago, 28, 2008. Okay. <laughs> and it's just, I guess, hey, I wonder if he, Mike made a lot of money. I doubt if Mike is sitting at home sulking. He probably sitting at home and went in a, in a nice, nice, nice crib. Because I think Mike, didn't uh, Robert get married or something at Mike's house? And it was like this hell of a, hell of a, like, mansion. Robert Griffin III, I think he did, you know. But that was kind of strange. Like we had the the confusion with Robert and also them, but they had something at their house for him when he got married. Kind of weird, wasn't it? But it is what it is. B Mitch and I mean, oh, ask B Mitch anything is coming up at one o'clock, and uh, we're expecting Jupu Finbu, as we call him, JP Finley give us a call at 1.30. But as we get ready to go into this game and we, we get ready to close out this se- this uh, year, I want everybody to just focus a little bit on what you had in your mind. just like I want this team to focus on what they had in their mind when the season started. And every year we talk about New Year's resolutions and I've been asking people to call in about that. But the question I ask you is, are you getting something that you can, you can accomplish, you can reach? Are you throwing something out there that's kind of impossible? I was looking at a thing where it said if you if you make a New Year's resolution, make sure it's something that you can accomplish. When you set goals for yourself, make sure there are things that are feasible, something that's reachable. And then once you reach that, then you begin to go a little farther. A lot of times many people will take the most outlandish thing and then they don't get to it in a month or two months and then they quit. But you chose that. Chose, choose things like steps. When you go into a building, you got to go steps, you got to get an elevator. You go into a house, you go into steps. All those different things, you got to climb something. And I think ultimately you have to find ways where you can just get to a certain level and then work on the next level. Stop thinking you can run before you begin to crawl or walk. As the new year come in, we all say what we're going to do. If you wait, that, that, that seems to be something every year. Somebody want to lose weight. They want to get better at this. we we'll get better at that. If you want to lose 20, say you want to lose 5. Get 5 and then go to the next. But if you say 20, we normally give ourselves uh, too short of a time to get there. Because it, it, it's no longer dieting. Dieting is, and all these diet industries out there, get mad at me if you want, is BS. Because all you do is you get rid of some water weight for a certain amount of time. When you go back to your regular stuff, you lose out. It's a lifetime, lifestyle change. Find out something that you can change right now and you can stick with it the rest of your life. Or find the reason that you have to get it done, that you want to get it done. And normally that's for somebody else. If you got kids that you want to be with, you got a loved one you want to be around, lose weight because of that. You want to get in better health, do it because of that. But too many times we sit here and we make things a little too difficult to accomplish. Give it a little easier. Actually, I just looked up on TV and I saw one of the most despicable things in the world. They're at the mayonnaise bowl, whatever, the, the the Duke's Mayo Bowl. This guy has a big old wooden spoon, and he's just eating clumps of mayonnaise. That's nasty. But let's take a quick break. If we get back, you get a chance to ask me anything. 1-800-636-1067. 1-800-636-1067. Ask B. Mitch anything, coming up next. Ah. <sighs>